Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. This is a phony bill. It's not going to do anything to help the average American. We're all going to see higher taxes and more inflation. We need to get resources to the, you know these border communities because as long as there's gridlock at the federal level, we're going to continue to see these issues. We have enough data, not only in this group, but also of older children to know that this vaccine is absolutely safe. The best way I can help is if I step aside. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a Tuesday. Benny is back in his seat. Lots to talk about today. Uh, To quote Representative Jim Jordan, he said, as far as COVID goes, it doesn't spread at peaceful protests. It doesn't spread at the southern border, at Democratic wedding receptions. It doesn't spread at San Francisco hair salons or Governor Newsom's dinners. It doesn't spread at President Obama's birthday party. However, to be clear, it does spread at church, school, Trump rallies, motorcycle rallies, and Little League baseball games. (laughs) The Tar Heels... uh, the Greenville Little League, Tar Heel All-Stars, 12-year-old uh, team, uh, they won their um, re- uh, regional. They went down to Charlotte, won the state. Then they went down to Warner Robins and uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. They were in the districts. They won their first game against West Virginia last Friday, and then they got a call from uh, Little League headquarters in Williamsport saying, go home, literally get out and go home. On the phone with us right now is the manager of that uh, 12-year-old Tar Heel Greenville Little League All-Star team, Corey Scott. Corey, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. It is uh, got to be the most frustrating thing uh, to to come up against a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and then have it taken away from you, not because of actual sickness, and I know I'm going out on a limb here, and there's going to be some people that are mad at me, but you, you were sent home because you did not meet their skewed definition of what it meant to have a positive test case. You, were, you told me earlier today that the, there was a young man on your team, one of the players, who they said they did a saliva test and uh, came back and said, you've, you got a call from Williamsport and said you've got a young man on your team who's tested positive and uh, therefore, get out, go home, period. You're yes, sir. We, uh, we got a phone call Saturday before our second game with Florida, and uh, the, Dan, the representative from Little League, told us that we had a positive test and we were to leave immediately. And, I, of course, I, you know, I, I cried and, and begged and said, please, sir, just... Let me take them to a facility, get a real test, and uh, let's make sure that he's positive before you snatch these kids' dreams away. And he said, no, you have to leave immediately, contact your parents. The kids need to be out of the hotel immediately. Now, what was the difference between, I mean, obviously, if this young man was positive for COVID, would it have made any difference had you been in the hotel for another hour until the parents got there? I mean, was you, you, you talk about protocol, and it sounds to me like it was a charade. You were telling me earlier that 
you know, they're, they're talking about, you know, being separated, being in this bubble, but yet you're together with the general public, with other teams right there in the same hotel, eating at the same buffet, literally elbow to elbow. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they, they want everyone to, to have this perception that, that we're stuck in this bubble and they're doing everything they can to protect our kids, to protect our families, to protect their volunteers. When actually they're not protecting anything. You know, we shared the same continental breakfast. We shared the same utensils. We shared the same waffle maker. We shared the same. We got the cups. We got the plates. We got everything. We shared rooms with, with, you know, other children eating on our floor. You know, they had Virginia team in between our team. They had two doors down. There was a baby crying in the room. I mean, you know, so they, they want you to perceive that we're in this bubble and they're doing everything they can to protect us. They didn't do anything to protect it's us. It's a joke. So what they did was it's a joke. It, it, it is. And I, I told them yesterday in an interview Little League was the last pure, was the last thing on this earth that I thought was was pure. It was just, you know, it's all about the kids. It's all about, you know, the baseball and the kids and playing. Well, I got that phone call and he told me to leave, leave immediately. If it was all about the kids, and then now there's there's been three other teams that are that are being sent home since yesterday. Since yesterday. So, so now it's a total it of, was, what, seven teams now? Uh, seven. Seven, yeah. So yeah. if it was all about the kids, truly, truly, honestly, all about the kids, then Little League would do everything they can to keep those kids there to play. And they just didn't do that. Now They, the, they, they treated us like criminals. They haven't talked to us. They haven't responded to us. They, they revoked every North Carolina pass. The no, none of the parents. You know, some of the kids just stayed, and, and, you know, they had off till next Wednesday. We were planning on playing till Wednesday. You know, so the parents took off work. So some of them, you know, some of them just stayed and, and enjoyed the nights with their kids. They haven't seen them in a week. Some of them just stayed, uh, you know, and, and, and had a good night with the kids. And we're going to go to the park and watch some of the game. And they would not let us in. Wow. They would not let us in at all. So – I, 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 when you, you began this segment saying it must be frustrating. Uh, Understatement. I don't know that frustrated. Is, it, I don't know that frustrated is the is the right word. I'm very, very, very disappointed. Yeah. I've given a lot of my life. Oh yeah. You know, I've got a 12 year old son who's on that team. I've, I've coached for 11 years in Greenville Little League, and I've given a lot to this league to this this organization and i'm very 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 disappointed i am the young man that they said and i don't want to know his name i don't want you to share his name but but the young man that they said tested positive uh is he healthy is he fine has he tested negative elsewhere he's tested negative three times unbelievable Mm. he's tested he's tested three times since since Saturday when we got the phone call, which was actually Wednesday night test, it was we got there Wednesday night before we check in the room. We had to test. Well, on his test results, it it has Thursday at eight o'clock in the morning as the date of the 
test being taken. And we took it at 7.30 at night on Wednesday the 4th. It don't even have the right date. Is the person administering... Literally, literally just... I was going to yeah. say, is the person I mean, administering they, the test, they, is that a doctor, a nurse? Who was it? They went to a, they went to a, they went to the beach, you know. Just this is a twelve year old kid who was not taking this very well. Oh, I'm sure not. And I, I I've since I've since talked to him every day. Um, told him like, hey, you you don't. This is not your fault. We live, we die together. We're family. Every time my team, this team breaks one, two, three, break. We break as family. One, two, three, family. Because that's what we are. We are. We are truly, truly family. And I love every one of these families and all these kids so much. And and I asked Dan, the guy, the Little League representative, I asked him, I said, Dan, please just do me one favor. He said, what is it? I said, please, if you have to tell another coach these, this news, don't tell them. You, yourself. Take yourself to that hotel room and you tell them. You look at those 13 kids and their faces and and the disappointment and the crying. Don't make another coach do what I just had to do. Did Dan have a response to that? Kids. I love No, he hasn't responded to me. They're not responding to my emails. They're not responding to my texts. Unbelievable. They're not responding to my calls. They put on Facebook. If you go on Little League International, you go on littleleague.org, and I'm putting this out there for everyone to see. Go to LittleLeague.org and see what they put for us. On their brackets, first of all, they have us losing six to nothing to Florida and six to nothing yesterday or, to, or yesterday, yeah. And I asked, I, call, I called, of course, no answer. I emailed, no response. Please, please take that down. Take that down that these kids lost because they didn't lose. These kids haven't lost in three years. They won the tournament. They won the district. They won the state. They won the tournament of state champions when they were ten. Last year, COVID had us playing North State Tar Heel. Tar Heel won that. Tar Heel won districts this year. Tar Heel won states this year. We were one and zero in Warner Robins. This team, these kids have not lost, hmm. and they will not take it down. They will not. I said, put put COVID up there. Put eliminated. Put whatever you want, but don't put six to nothing that we lost. Because we have not lost. And it's a shame that they don't care. They don't care about the kids enough to take that down. And I have asked over through emails, text, and and phone calls to please, please, please take that down. Because we have not lost anything. These kids have not lost. It almost, it almost sounds like they're being vindictive for some reason. Why would you do that? You know... I, and I, you know what? The perception of Little League is it's about the kids. It's about purity. And it's all about it's all about the product they put on TV for ESPN to pay them money. Hmm. They don't care about these kids. They don't care. Do you think they've called my little player who they said to test positive for COVID? Do you think they called him? See how he's doing? Yeah. Not no. Once. No. Not let, once. Let, Has anyone called? How is he? You're the first person. You're, what Troy did yesterday, you're the first, second person who's asked me how the kid is doing. Hmm. You know? Unbelievable. How's the kid? How's the kid? Yeah. yeah. And no one from Little League has reached out. They talk about all this mental health people, all these people that are here to support us and do everything for us. 
they don't they it's all scam who who was administering the right test Corey? the the test that the young man took who administered the test some volunteer not some a doctor here with no gloves not a doctor not a nurse just some volunteer with no gloves no nothing hand us a tube and we, we the, the team before us was in the room we they exit the room after they spit in the tube and, and it takes about thirty minutes. They exit. We're all in the lobby of this hotel. All of us, all of us are in the lobby of the hotel. We go in. We sit down. We he, this man hands us all tube, no gloves on, hands us all these tubes. He takes the tube from us, slaps a sticker on it, puts it in the envelope. I don't know if that sticker has your name on it, my name on it, whose name's on it. Unbelievable. He just slaps a sticker on it, puts it in a tube. I'm telling you, I'm, I've never in my life been more disappointed than I am now. And I, I, I truly, what really, really hurts, and I told everyone that I've, I've talked to this about, is Coach Corey's supposed to be able to fix things. You mm. know, I'm supposed to be the one that protects these kids. And I've, I have since they were six, and I'm, I'm, I'm. I, there's nothing I can do. You were saying you've been coaching for so, eleven years. Have you seen a change in the attitude over the last few years by Little League as ESPN has gotten more involved in the broadcasting of the uh, the districts? You no, know, the... not, not really, not really. You know, and and, and this goes back to. This year, too, we played districts. We played our whole entire Little League, no testing. We did our districts, no testing. We did our states, no testing. We did everything up until this point where they're going to test us every other day through a spit test that no one administers except Little League. If you go to CBS or you go to Walgreens and you buy an at-home test, it's a swab. It's a swab test. You stick up your nose and swab. Little League is the only one that is doing a spit test, and they've sent 17 tones so far. Wow. I'd actually never heard of the spit test. I, I didn't either <laughs> until until you, your story came up. I didn't know there was a spit test. Never heard of I've never even heard of it. We gave we, – we left on Wednesday, Tuesday at practice. We, we went to – we did – there's nurses on our team and a doctor on our team. We administered testing for all of our children. And our coaches, every single one were negative. We go, we do, we, we charter a bus. We're not around anybody, anybody that doesn't have a mask on. The, the bus driver, she was so great. Carla, God bless her. She, she, she wore two masks. She never touched anything from us. We rode all the way to Warner Robins on a chartered bus so we could stay together and we could make sure these kids were protected. We made them wear masks. We only stopped twice to use the bathroom. We made them wear masks when they got off the, off the, off the bus. We went to the bathroom. We, we ate lunch. We took our lunch so we wouldn't have to go to a restaurant. We, we protected them. We kept them together. And, and there's no way that you're going to tell me that I have one kid that has tested positive. Well, obviously you don't. He, yeah. We don't because he's tested three times since Saturday, and all three have been negative. 
Now, you were saying earlier today that the manager of the Tulsa Little League team is suing Little League. We don't know where that is yeah. or where it will go. Is, yeah. it, 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 have you and your uh, okay. other folks on, on the, that helped manage the team and some of the local folks, have y'all, I mean, is it done at this point for the Tar Heels or is there any type of litigation uh, before you? So, so Tulsa, <laughs> Tulsa coach, uh, for for the Tulsa team, himself tested positive, and he had to send all his boys home. Well, Little League didn't know that this Tulsa coach is a surgeon. <laughs> wow. He gets tested every other day. He gets tested every other day at work. He has to, in order to work, to, to, to go to work, he has to be tested every other day. He's tested negative. He's got his vaccinations. He's, he's, done everything he's supposed to do. He's back to work as a surgeon. He's got a certificate to go go do surgery, but his kids can't play Little League because of a spit test. <laughs> now, Mississippi, Texas East, Alaska, and I, and I, I can't remember the three from today, but I've seen three more today. I've been sent home because of a spit test. Because Little League won't. They went the cheap way out bought the cheapest cheapest way to do testing, which is a spit test, and not administered by a facility, not admit it's some company out of out of Utah that has come up with this saliva test that's ninety nine point eight percent correct. They say Apparently not not hundred <laughs> percent. Well ninety nine sounds like a stretch in it. Yeah yeah, it is. It is. I'm just very, very disappointed. I'm very upset. I'm sure you are. Hey, uh, Corey, uh, Benny's here with us. He's got a question for you. Hey, Corey, uh, what, what, what can the community do? I don't expect you to call your hand on what your next move is, but is there anything the community can do to support you guys and, uh, you know, write, call, whatever? You know, really? Of course, we've got an attorney that's that's talking with us and working with us, and, and you know Tulsa, Tulsa Little League, Mississippi Little League, uh, Texas Little League are filing a suit. They asked us to join. Hmm. You know, our, our little league is is hosting the Little League Softball World Series right now. Right. They're getting ready to start. Our little league's not going to support this right now, and because because of that the economic yeah well because of because of that right. you know and and I understand the the, the the economic impact that it would have on our on our community on Greenville on our little league it's huge. Are they worried about our kids? I, I don't know. Yeah. But I I just know. Our community can reach out. If there's anyone you know on this on this team, any kid that you know on this team, please, please support them. We'll They're just it. 12 years old. Yeah. They don't know what to do. They don't know what's going on. They've, they've, they've asked us, Coach Corey, is this going to be fixed? I, I don't know. They don't really know right now because they're 12-year-old kids. And I'll give you a prime example. My son yesterday calls me on the phone, and he says, Dad. I said, what, buddy? He said, have you signed me up for football? (laughs) 
<laughs> they're they're pretty resilient. Yeah, they get over it pretty quick. Probably quicker than the adults do. They're they're going to get over it a lot faster than we are. Yeah. As parents, uh, coaches, community, but later on down in life, they're going to realize. Yeah, they got the short end of the stick there. for sure. Well, uh, Corey, um, I thank you for what you have done for these kids and what you've done for the community. And uh, it, it, it is frustrating. It breaks your heart. But unfortunately, you know, it, it's this. You and I were talking earlier, and I referred to it as the mask Nazis, the COVID Nazis, the vaccine Nazis, whatever you want to call it. But yeah. it's, it's so over the top that it's almost like let's take common sense and throw it out of the window and let's have a knee-jerk reaction that the Anthony Fauci's of the world will applaud us. I, I mean, I, I, that's about the only conclusion Correct. I can come to. It is. The only, the, only, the worst part about that is Anthony Fauci has always worried about, you know, the, the, the adults of this world. All right. No one's thinking about these children. Yeah, yeah. No one's thinking about these kids right now and, and what impact it's having. You know, you're going to test every other day. There's there's 15 tests per team, eight teams, eight regions, two tests, 1,920 tests they're going to do in the regions. You know, the, last, the first two days, now they're going to continue. That number is going to continue to climb. And you're not going to do everything you can to keep them in a bubble, to keep them safe, to keep them protected. That's what I say. It's a charade. I mean, it's, a, it's a charade. Let's pretend that is. we're protecting it, it, them and we're not doing a darn thing other than testing them right. and, and booting it, them out, which will make, make the big news. You know, I am, really, I am a little surprised that you haven't had any uh, national news organizations get a hold of this and uh, uh, make a story out of this, which would, would help the folks in Tulsa and uh, Texas. Well, let's... Let's think about the national news people who are gonna who are gonna well who are covering yeah this. yeah well I mean there, well, yeah, there's some that ESPN. might cover it yeah ESPN don't want to cover this no, because guess no. what they're on the wrong side it's of the issue ESPN's product yeah yep. it'll right. affect our ratings so, that's right you know it, ESPN wants to protect themselves somebody should reach out yeah somebody should do a story from ESPN on this and 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 really really touch the lives of these children because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you think about this right now before we get off, before I go, you think about that 12 year old boy and what he has to go through right now yep. and what he has to go through for his life. It's well, terrible. Well, we will see if we can get a hold of Tucker Carlson for you and see if he'll pick up and run with it. How's that? I, love can't, I can't promise you I love anything, people. but we'll see what we can do. Hey, Corey, thanks a million hey, for joining us. So and uh, Yeah, hey, listen, keep your head up. Thanks for what you do, and uh, keep, keep coaching because you do a great job with those kids. Appreciate it. Corey Scott calling in, and uh, what, a, what a sad, disappointing, irritating, frustrating, I-want-to-kick-a-dog kind of story that is. Yeah, I mean, regardless if, you, um, if, if somebody truly thought it was a risk and all that, the, the way they handled that um, – they, I mean, they should be fired. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lawsuit coming. And uh, look, there's a lot of money that has been shelled out by a lot of parents. And I mean, when you stop and think about it, seven teams have been kicked out. 
Uh, there's a lot of disappointment there and uh, a lot of heartache, but a lot of finance, too. And not to mention these these age kids, um, just like we've talked about before, have been through pure hell for the last yeah. 18 months yeah. with yeah. this. Hey, stay with us. Much more to talk about, including New Yorkers are going to have a new gov in two weeks. We'll be right back. Back to the show. It really makes you think. He is a genius. He's all powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back in. We went a little long with uh, Corey there, so uh, we're going to have to get a couple of more breaks in in the next uh, half hour. Take a look at your weather forecast uh, tonight. Partly cloudy, a low around 74. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 91. Heat index as high as 100. Wow. Now, without the, when you get to 95, what difference does it make? I mean, you're hot, you're hot, right? That's uh, what they used to say about me. Um, oh, my. <laughs> he sounds like uh, Governor Cuomo. <laughs> we'll get to the governor in just a second. Good uh, segue there. Uh, Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, otherwise sunny with a high near 92. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club. Voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining and outdoor pool, tennis, and more. I have never seen Ironwood Golf Course as green and lush. Now, granted, we've had more rain this year than probably any year for the last 75 years. But uh, it is it is just fabulous, in great shape. Come on out, enjoy the course. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the per- perfect place to make new traditions with your family. For a limited time, you can join Ironwood and pay zero initiation fees. Give them a call, 252-752-4653. Find out what makes Ironwood the best of Greenville, 252-752-4653. Be a part of the best Ironwood Golf and Country Club. And uh, you can walk on at Ironwood. And uh, so give them a call, find out if you can get a tea time. But uh, better yet, ask them about a membership. You're going to love it. So um, you, did you realize that President Obama, speaking of COVID and how elitists don't have to follow the rules, Obama. <laughs> Sophisticated is the word. Yeah, well, that's exactly what they said. Yeah. <laughs> um, who was the gal? She writes for the New York Times. Yeah, she's with the Times. Uh, Annie Carney. She um, reiterated comments from those attending the party who said there's no cause for concern because the event would be patronized only by sophisticated vaccinated crowds. <laughs> so apparently uh, Greenville Little League isn't sophisticated. They're just not sophisticated enough. That's that's the problem. Did you see some of the early photos that came out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're. You know, on top of each other, dancing, no mask, no mask. And literally, I mean, no masks. I mean, literally no mask. You know, I mean, usually when they say no mask, you see a couple of guys in the background or gals in the background. Nobody had a mask on. Let me ask you this. Um, did you see Obama's outfit in this uh, this party? <laughs> a gray Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was like, I mean, was it a gay Hawaiian theme or something? I mean, I, I mean, you know, he looked. He looks strange. I'm sorry. He looks strange. As in, we'll have a gay old time? Yeah, gay old time, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that's what you meant. Yeah. I mean, certainly with someone 
that has a what twenty nine million dollar state at Martha's Vineyards can dress better than that. Hey, he's come on, Benny. He was a community organizer. Don't don't pretend he's a rich guy. <laughs> you know what's really rich though is the fact that he gives seminars, paid seminars on income equality. And he's got a place at Martha's Vineyard <laughs> and like a $10 million house. In how, the many, how, many, how many people do you – and here's the other thing. Did they go into the inner city and invite a bunch of those poor people to come out to his party? I don't think so. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's just incredible when I think of what, what – <laughs> But, you know, this thing went on for three days. Mm. Went on for three days. And look, and here's the other thing. I, I just mentioned this in passing last night, that – why would you have this is your big birthday bash and not only was the it's strictly forbidden to take pictures or videos but there's a couple of people that snuck their cameras in took pictures and videos posted them on social media and there he is there's uh, the uh, former president mm-hmm. who is oh that's one of his daughters and his Where, wife where's the other daughter i don't know i never saw pictures of her uh clark quickly put it up on the screen if you're watching on cable seven um where, where was I going with that? What was I talking about before Clark uh, put that picture up there? I lost my train of thought. But mm, it um, happens. Yeah, when you get old, it does happen. <laughs> anyway, it looks like um, New York is going to get a new governor. I had I had the story right here in front of me. Um, Hochul is that her name? Yeah, yeah here it is. First, will be the first female governor in New York, Kathy Hochul. That. Mm-hmm. Kathy Hochul, first female governor. She'll take over in about two weeks after uh, Cuomo officially leaves. You know, it's interesting. The last three governors, in fact, I think it's been like 16 years since um, Pasa- uh, Pasaki. Is that his, how you pronounce his name? Mm. Pasaki was the uh, governor? Pataki. Uh, Pataki, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. I, that's what, when you combine Pelosi and Pataki, you mm-hmm. get Pasaki. <laughs> throw a little Jinsaki in there and you get it um but he was the last governor he was the last republican he was also the last governor of new york who left office not under disgrace <laughs> yeah elliot spitzer yeah who was in the middle of a prostitution ring and then the was it Patterson was the guy. The guy that took over for him didn't didn't run for re-election because it was some again. All three of them were Democrats, and all three of them had to do Mm. with harassing women, yeah, or with dealing with prostitutes. That's right. I think it was a Patterson guy. Patterson was his name. Yeah, Yeah. they're trying to compete with um, Illinois in Kentucky. You know, Illinois, Kentucky. I mean, you get get elected governor, pretty much guarantees you're going to prison. Wow. I think Kentucky like had like three governors in a row in prison or something. Anywho, the um, embattled New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced his intention to resign on Tuesday in the wake of the uh, Attorney General's report, concluding that he sexually harassed at least 11 women in violation of state and federal laws. Cuomo's rec- resignation will take place in 14 days. Uh, he had faced multiple calls, including, I mean, and this is the big question you have to ask yourself, did it, it really must have been bad. I mean, it really must have been bad, or they really wanted to get rid of Cuomo. Mm-hmm. Because you had Schumer, Christine Gillibrand, Nancy Pelosi, even Joe Biden, who has his own issues with Tara Reid, all of them saying you need to step down. So it really must have been cut and dry. I mean, they must have had barnyard photos of Cuomo 
Uh, or they just, frankly, maybe it wasn't that bad, but hey, you know what, Cuomo, let's just get rid of him. He's sort of a pain in the butt. In addition to sexual harassment, Cuomo's botched response to the COVID pandemic and his state has come under scrutiny big time. Cuomo framed his resignation as a selfless act to keep New York focused on the challenges it faces. Quote, my instinct is to fight through this controversy because I believe it is politically motivated. He said, I believe it is unfair and it is <laughs> untruthful. I, if I could communicate the facts through the frenzy New Yorkers would understand, he continued, I believe that. Politi- if I could, if I could communicate the facts. Politically motivated, and every Democrat in New York called for his resignation. Basically, every Democrat in America called for his resignation. Well, and the women that are accusing him were all Democrats. Here's what he said earlier today. This is cut one, Clark. Government really needs to function today. Government needs to perform. It is a matter of life and death, government operations. And wasting energy on distractions is the last thing that state government should be doing. And I cannot be the cause of that. New York tough means New York loving. And I love New York. And I love you. And everything I have ever done has been motivated by that love. And I would never want to be unhelpful in any way. And I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside. I have been too familiar with people. Mm -hmm. My sense of humor can be insensitive and off-putting. I do hug and kiss people casually. Women and men. Swings both ways. I have done it all my life. It's who I've been since I can remember. In my mind, I've never crossed the line with anyone. But I didn't realize the extent to which the line has been redrawn. Wait a minute, you're supposed to be the smartest guy in the room, right? Uh, He went on to say he went on to address his daughters and he said, I want my daughters to know from the bottom of my heart that I never did anything and would never intentionally disrespect a woman. I'm sorry to sound overly suspicious, but those are very carefully chosen words. I never did and never would intentionally disrespect a woman. I didn't know if I grabbed her bosom that she'd get upset. I, mm-hmm. How was I supposed to? I didn't know that was disrespectful. That almost rivals Bill Clinton looking directly at the camera saying, What's, I did not have sex yeah. with that woman, yeah. Miss Lewinsky. You know, <laughs> you know, it's funny, speaking of love, uh, you remember the love fest back when CNN was having it? When he was having his, you know, noontime press conferences during the height of oh, yeah. COVID, oh, yeah. you know, they talk, called him the, the shadow president, the acting president. and The, <laughs> the gold standard. The gold standard, yeah. Gold, I think, uh, was that Joe Biden? That yeah, Joe Biden said that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah that, that'll probably haunt Joe. Although the media will let him forget it. Uh, by the way, the last five minutes of this announcement, he took a victory lap bragging about how wonderful New Yorkers and he at the head of the parade handled COVID as the gold standard. I, you can't make it up. Don't you know Fox News' Janice Dean would just probably want to throw a shoe at the TV when he said that? 
Well, the as you can imagine, there was a lot of uh, tweets uh, from folks that weighed in. Janice Dean said, OMG, it is happening. He's out. God bless America. Elise Stefanik said, good riddance to the worst governor in America. Claudia Tenney said, enough already. You destroyed the state. Stop pretending your uh, victory lap, as he talked about how wonderful he did with COVID. You're killing any credibility you might have gained by resigning. Unbelievable. <laughs> Hey, we got to take another time out. Stay with us. More to come. News and views for Tuesday. We'll be right back. Back to news and views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Uh, by the way, I, I meant to mention this when we were talking about Kathy Hochul. She's the new uh, governor of New York. Will be in two weeks. Um, you know, this is this is another individual. When they run for office, they ran as moderate to conservative. I mean, she Kinda was... like Tom Tillis. <clears throat> Excuse she, me. Well, Sorry. she was all about... Um, <laughs> Signing a uh, or putting through a, a balanced budget amendment, um, she was uh, very strict on immigration policies, and uh, yet when she, once she got into office, all that uh, was just a just a ploy to get her elected. So don't expect anything conservative out of this gal. Um, interesting story. We, yesterday I mentioned the fact that you know Biden and his ilk are all looking at Florida and Texas as the you know where covid has had these massive increases in numbers and of course texas we know why because joe biden is letting 100,000 200,000 people in every month and 20% to 30% are covid positive so that alone even if they weren't spreading it to anybody else that alone would would like, get the numbers uh, you yeah, know like beyond one, the pale one, what 1.1 or 1.2 million this year yeah and and 20 <laughs> to 30% of them are covid positive in Florida, however, now this is really interesting because that's the other state they point to. The Florida Department of Health called out the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for incorrectly combining several days of data into a single day. The result was the news outlets ran with headlines blaring that Sunshine State had record-breaking 28,317 new cases of COVID-19 on Sunday. The Department of Health's Twitter account called out local stories that repeated the incorrect information the Department of Health corrected the record, noting that Sunday's total case was 15,319. So, I bet the news organizations will not correct. No, they won't correct it. No. No, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll continue to they say won't that. So basically, it. they doubled the number from what it should have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're up against another break. We've got to go ahead and take it. When we get back, the Senate, unfortunately, today passed the infrastructure bill. It's got to get through the House. Unfortunately, Nancy Pelosi's over at the House. We'll be right back. If you're vaccinated, you must wear a mask. Why? We need to get people vaccinated. Telling people who are vaccinated to wear a mask doesn't get more people vaccinated. Confusing the kids and the parents even more. Get the facts. Get the correct information. Eastern Carolina's news source is News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. I really thought this was going to be one of our main stories, but uh, we'll just have to use it as a closeout story today the senate passed the 27 and two page long infrastructure bill richard burr tom tillis um voted with uh milk toast mitch 
uh, for the bill. Very sad. A number of people that I thought were conservatives, um, not that I put those three in the conservative camp, but uh, others that uh, ended up voting for it. Uh, you know, one of the big questions out of this thing, too, though, is uh, so there's 19 Republicans and 50 Democrats. All the Democrats voted for it. But, you know, among other things, this bill is going to have a lot of political correctness to it to the point that out of this bill, there is something like a hundred billion dollars worth of infrastructure grants that Pete Buttigieg Mm. (laughs) will be the deciding person who gets it and who doesn't get it. And Buttigieg has emphasized that he will prioritize progressive goals related to race and equity in such decisions. I mean, you're talking about LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. You're talking about CRT, critical race theory. Economic justice grants, whatever the hell that is. Yeah. I mean, what are, I, and, and, I don't know. So, so here's the question. How does the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, which is basically the same size as Greenville, North Carolina, how does he go from being known as the pothole mayor to the secretary of transportation, unelected, He'll decide who gets the payouts for $100 billion worth of grants. And again, let me repeat, Buttigieg has emphasized that he will prioritize progressive goals related to race and equity in such decisions. <laughs> I forget who said it, but he said his only experience in transportation is the fact that he flew with his husband on an airplane once. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I... I not that I'm surprised, but Tom Tillis and Richard Burr, I mean, Richard Burr's never— Richard, he's done, so he's, he's never, he's he never surprised me. But Tom Tillis, I would think that he would—you know, you, you, you just barely won a race against probably the most flawed Senate candidate— uh, And you barely won. —in North Carolina history, and you barely won. You know, you, you barely won because you're not a freaking conservative. And I've got a new nickname for him. I'm going to call him Tom Collins. He's no different than Susan Collins. You know, I like to drink Tom Collins. Tom Collins Tillis. And Richard Burr, which he's got, you know, his times. I'm going to start calling him Richard Bernie because he's not much different than Richard Bernie Sanders. I mean, editorial comment from Benny Hardy. So, Tom Tillis, if you want to come on the show and explain yourself, we're here anytime. Because my first question for you is if infrastructure was so important, why were you silent for two years when? When Donald Trump was the president, the Senate was controlled by Republicans and the House controlled by Republicans. All you could do was not defeat the Affordable Care Act like you promised every time you ever got on TV. By the way, this is a 1.1. No, that was a good comment, though. <laughs> good, good job, buddy. Uh, this is a $1.1 trillion uh, budget or, or spending bill. Um, but it is tied to a $3.5 trillion monstrosity that would expand Medicare, offer free community college, massively increase social spending, and all kinds of new green deals and uh, money for dreamers, making illegals legal. Nancy Pelosi has said the House won't deal with this $1.1 trillion infrastructure until the Senate passes the $3.5 trillion bill. We'll see what happens. Hey, our thanks to Corey Scott. Thank you for being with us. We'll do it again tomorrow at 5. See you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.